Welcome, everybody. Thanks again for joining us on the Your Gray Matters podcast. Here we are once again to talk about another great episode. Hey, Dad, how you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Just enjoying the end of the long weekend. Yeah. Oh, it's a long weekend. That's too. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> uh, Jason, I'm excited. Uh, I think that we have a tremendous podcast today. In fact, this is part one of a two-part podcast with a fellow named Ronnie Fisher. And he has been really good, really good at helping people get going in the real estate industry as an investor. Okay. But our part one today is more about the proper mindset, developing the mindset of successful people. I wasn't there when I got started. I had to learn. Ronnie had to learn. Right. And our experiences were very much the same. And in fact, a lot of successful people with whom I speak have gone through the same process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of good mention of books to read and, and things to study in, in this week's episode. So uh, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward for people to hear it. Yeah, I think people are going to have a blast. And uh, we look forward to people listening on your gray matters. Perfect. Remember to like and subscribe. Why not? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Your Gray Matters. We're excited this week to have a tremendous man on this show. His name is Ronnie Fisher. I've known Ronnie for years. He's one of the great real estate scholars, but actually, he's more than that. Today, you're going to learn how Ronnie also keeps his body, his mind, his attitude so positive. And you hear that all the time positive, positive, positive. But no, it works. I've never met a successful person who isn't a dreamer. And I've never met a successful person who wasn't interested not only taking care of themselves, but taking care of others. You cannot take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. Ronnie, welcome to Your Gray Matters. I, I have to tell you, I don't see any gray hair, but I know that you're busy earning it. So we're going to let you onto the show. We always say whether you have gray hair or no hair or red hair, but come on, we know what's under that red hair. Uh, <laughs> I welcome you very much to the show. Ronnie is a real estate investment advisor. By the way, Ronnie, I'm telling the crowd this. You already know what you do and who you are, but I'm telling them. And, uh, you know, he's a real specialist in personal and professional development. He's a performance coach. He's a mentor. Uh, you can see him on Facebook if you're following Ronnie. He'll show you how to skip like an Olympic star. My my little uh, nine-year-old granddaughter said, he's not really doing that. I said, he is doing that. I can introduce you to him. Ronnie has gone through lots of challenges and changes in his life, as many of us has. He's really about just removing any limits to beliefs. And that's a learned trait, Ronnie. I've been through a process like that. And we keep every day learning how to stop limiting ourselves. He uh, is someone for you to talk to. If you're interested in investing in real estate, I'm proud to have Ronnie on today. 
and uh, Ronnie welcome again. Ronnie, you and I have known each other for quite a few years. We've been not only in the real estate game, but I found a kindred spirit. You're one of those guys who likes to be on stage and likes to broadcast and likes to talk to people and look them in the eye. But I've noticed you have this skill set. Might be one person, might be 20,000 people at one time on stage, and you're phenomenal at it. Ronnie, were you always this positive, amazing guy? You're Somebody gave birth to you and you popped out and you were just, oh my God, life is perfect. Tell us a bit about Ronnie Fisher growing up. Well, Neil, thanks for having me today. It's, uh, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. You know, we are close friends. I consider us close in the sense that we think a lot alike, although we may have many differences. Uh, full disclosure, no gray hairs on the head. But this morning, I noticed a few in the chest area. <laughs> while I was having a shower. So I am officially in the club. All right, you're in. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate that intro. You know, hearing someone else introduce you and it sort of like reminds you of the things and the challenges that you've overcome. And I'm kind of thinking in the third person here in a little bit because I'm listening to you. But growing up was a challenge, you know, uh, the area that I grew up in, I'm from the North End Hamilton, we grew up rough, tough, you know, uh, dad was blue collar, mom was a stay at home mom. Um, the kids in the neighborhood, we all had the bare minimum, I guess you can say. But with that sort of upbringing comes a lot of challenges um, that I was exposed to very on very early in life. You know, I've mentioned to you offline that uh, a little bit of a dysfunctional home. And I think that really led to my pursuit of happiness, right? My pursuit of kind of breaking the chains. And, uh, you know, now I'm a dad. I don't want to have that sort of uh, past um, reflection into my future now, right? So mm -hmm. it's really been important for me to sort of train myself. Um, this was a journey that I started, I think it's about nine years now. And at the time I was a general contractor, I was working around the clock, stressed out to the max, self-employed. I had my family, which I was never home because I'm working 12 hour days. So a lot of things had led to not really being happy. And then I discovered uh, a book called Think and Grow Rich, one of the most famous personal development books of all time. And I really hold that one to, you know, I, I, the change, the pivot, the transition in my own life. I started understanding the capabilities of the mind. I started hearing things like thoughts become things physically manifesting. And I started understanding the laws of attraction. So I'm learning all these rules and how it applies and how these laws uh, could really change the trajectory of my life, my world, my, my well-being, who I am. And I started looking at areas of where I wanted to improve at the time. Finances was probably the number one at the time. And I regrettably say that now, but I guess that's the truth then. Um, but money was so important. That's why I was working 12, 14 hours a day, missing out on the family and events and things like that, right? So I started to absorb some of the content, had the privilege of not only absorbing the content from the Think and Grow Rich Institute, but I had the privilege of then instructing it. And then that was my first taste of getting up on stage. Mm -hmm. That was my first taste of motivating an audience, inspiring an audience. But what I 
felt that I that I um, loved the most, the, the biggest passion was being able to share, being able to share. Sometimes it's a vulnerability story that impacts someone else's life. Sometimes you're motivating and inspiring others. But uh, I really felt that, you know, what I'm doing in all aspects, whether it be my body, whether it be my mindset, whether it be my finances and the time with my family, I needed to balance that. I really needed to take charge ownership, um, you know, and, and recognize where I was excelling and recognize where I was lacking. Yep. So I started building the skills and uh, just really indulged in that lifestyle. And one of the things that I really learned was, you know, you're a reflection of the five people you hang around. Yeah, so while I'm, learning this, yeah, while I'm learning this new personal development stuff, I decided that, well, I needed to seek others, support, mentorship, um, people that are older than I am. People have been where I've been and already done their transition. So I started, you know, following very successful people, famous people that have written books, famous people that have given talks. And I think that's just really what attracted me to being able to consume this information and then share it back with as many people as I possibly can on a regular basis. You know, yeah. I'm definitely a believer of all those type of things. I have to tell you, Ronnie, as as you're saying this, it's taking me back because as I as we said, I've had much the same journey. My mine uh growth started about 1995. Linda and I had opened a small multi-level marketing business which actually turned into a big one. But we were in stage listening to some of the great speakers and this fellow, Les Brown, who I'm sure many people have heard, came from nothing. He was actually born onto a concrete floor in, the, uh, in Detroit. And his story is amazing. People should just listen to and read the whole It's Not Over Till I Win series. But it was sitting in an audience and I heard this guy, Les Brown, who I knew nothing about say, Never let anybody else's opinion of you become your reality. And it was an amazing change. I transformed, transformed at that moment. Something just hit me. And then I started to learn about, like you said, having the proper mentors, learning to read, what to read, how to think. It's interesting, not so much what to think, but even to learn how to think. And that went to the learning of principles. And I think everything that you just said now and what we've been discussing for the last few minutes is the basis of a sound life, an exciting, wonderful life. But it can really help us as we're into the business side of our business. I have to stop this for one second and tell people that's Ronnie's dog that's walking around behind him. You'll see uh, Ronnie's pillows. Ronnie <laughs> leaves in vacations. He and his partner... We're in a hotel right now, yeah. and his cage is over here. But if I locked him up in the crate, he'd be whining. And no, freedom, baby, freedom. But but the point is, I thank you for doing this. But vacation is so important, too, and just having time with the family. So um, you've taken these principles. You've taken this learning. You've taken, I imagine, the lessons from your younger life and every day. And you've been turning them into ways to not only build your life and build your joy. For me, it's the, the seeking of joy and helping others to find joy. But you're using that training and those principles and you turned it into speaking. Like you, I love to be on stage. We're two of the crazy people who have fun doing it. And I, I wanted to say to you though, 
it really is a continuous amount of learning, isn't it? We never really get to the end of it. I, I've heard a great, great speaker, Abraham, and uh, the speaker, and, and she always says, it's never done. You never get it done. You just keep going and you keep having fun with it. And wouldn't you agree with that? I definitely do. I think that it's an ongoing process. We're always sharpening up our skills, right? We always, we're, we're our own worst enemies, they say. We're our biggest critiquers, right? So when I see myself and watch things back and I have so much criticism and I, you know, obviously the next time you do it, you want to outdo yourself from the previous time, but I'm still nervous and scared every single time, you know, that's the reality of it. It's a bit of an adrenaline rush, kind of like skydiving, Yeah, you know? Like getting microphoned up behind stage is the exact same feeling of the plane going up in the air. Here, yes. <laughs> now you reach altitude, they call your name, you gotta walk out on stage, and that's when you leap through the door, right? Exactly. It's such that, you know, and that anticipation, those fears and all that, you step out of the door of the plane, you're in, you're floating it in the air, or you're on stage, and all those fears tend to go away. Yeah, And I remember the very first time skydiving, once my feet hit the ground, oh, I wanted to do it again immediately. And that was the exact same feeling that I got after leaving the stage and having a round of applause and a few people stand up and give me a bit of an ovation, thanking me and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to do it again immediately. It was that addiction. It was that adrenaline. Yeah, and it is. It is. And maybe that's why and, I do this podcast. And well, you know what? And that being said, I've, and I've shared this with others before, I started doing that for myself, my own personal selfish reasons, meaning that I was doing it for the rush. I was doing it for the attention. Yeah. I was doing it for popularity, those type of things. And then I decided that I was going to host the show Mo Mondays in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And, and at the time when I made that decision, again, it was all about me, my growth. This was putting me on stage in front of many people and an audience and being sort of the host as the star, but it was all about me, me, me. By the end of the very first show, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about the audience. It was about my speakers. It was about my guests. It was about the impact. And after the very first show, I had shed that feeling, that ego. It was gone. It was, I have a, a purpose to serve. This audience needs to hear the message from some of my guests because their lives have changed and the trajectory and the transitions and the stories were real people, real stories, real inspiration. There was no preaching, no teaching and no selling. And no so whining. A, no whining. There were some vulnerabilities. The audiences would be in tears at some point and laughter at another point. But by the end of it, there was so much connection. Now, it's been a few years since I've did that show, but I still get comments and memories and, and I hear certain things of others connecting and the ripple effect has continued on. And that's what's given me more motivation to continue to get back out there. I've, I've lost it. It's about me. Yeah. And now it's about serving others, here, here. making a difference. And that's where I'm finding my joy. I mean, you know, in the real estate world, I've got people that are taking different paths. But I love when I get the picture of the first check that they received. 
they send me the keys. Hey, look, we got the keys to the new house. We just part the income property, right? Or whatever it might be. But I'm thriving these days on my success is a reflection of the people that I've contributed to. If they've achieved success, that makes me feel so much better. You it's know? the best. It's the best. It, it is the absolute ultimate and, and to be rewarded at the same time to, to, you know, to believe that this is now my lifestyle, right? This is now the, the direction and I get to help make a difference in others. It's that way of giving back, passing it on. You know, it's interesting, Ronnie, and, and, and I, I, we could talk for hours on the importance, ladies and gentlemen, of just having fun, but learning how to do it is a skill. And making the commitment to it is a skill set. I, I often say to people when they're feeling low, I can give you the secret to feeling better. And they go, really, what is? I say, just decide. Only you can control your attitude. And I say to them, that can take some time and effort to learn how to do that. But actually, only you can decide your attitude towards something. It's such an important lesson. Ronnie, you go on stage. You're, you're positive. You're excited. I too, and I don't want to take this away from you, but I've been on that Mo Mondays uh, stage. And the first time I went on and I heard this thing in the background, applauding and cheering. And it was for what we talked about. And all I talked about was at the time was a little bit of my story and that you can have your own story. You're already having it, but you can direct the direction of it. And boy, I'm with you. It's a great deal of fun. You spend a lot of time teaching people about how to achieve sex, success in real estate. And I've seen you and I've heard you. You're terrific. I just want to ask you, we've talked a lot about real estate investing on this podcast and more will be coming. But what do you think are some of the essential tips for individuals looking to enter the real estate industry how can they build a successful career? What would you suggest to them? Well, there's many different paths. And I think that the starting point depends on the individual, what their transferable skills are, what they're bringing to the table. Some have resources and some don't. So for those people that don't have financial resources to invest, this is where my mindset was at before. I was working around the clock. I made decent money, Neil. But at the end of the day, that paycheck that I paid myself was gone. I had nothing to invest. It right. was to expenses, it was to bills, it was the kids, it was to, it was gone. Yeah. So here I am in this work, work, work. But if you don't have money to invest, you believe you can't. So for me, one of the biggest things that I had to learn was how to utilize other people's money. Yes. And OPM is, you know, one of the most um, powerful tools to be able to scale a business, to be able to grow a business. Um, and I had to learn that skill of providing an opportunity to investors to participate with me in whatever opportunity that I had. Right. And I come from construction. So I started the flipping houses, but it depends where you're at right now. It's how you're going to get started. You could be hands on and you can be hands off. So I think that most people are under the impression that they can't or that it's too late. Um, maybe for some of the audience that you have, they're already thinking, you know, maybe it's too late. And here's another one. I have people 20 and even 30 years older than I am telling me that they don't have the time to make mistakes anymore. They're, they're right. running out of time of their life, so they can't take risk. 
Yeah. So there's a myth about getting started because of the risks that are involved. Well, there, there are risks of every type of deal, but you've got to be educated. You've got to know what you're getting involved in. So I think the first step, no matter which path you decide, is going to be educating yourself and finding the path of least resistance. It doesn't have to be high risk. You can find what other people are doing successfully and follow their blueprint. And that's what's been really easy for me to help talk to somebody. I might be able to guide them in this direction or this direction and quickly formulate a plan for them that makes sense to their lifestyle and what their level of confidence is and what their level of risk tolerance is. Correct. Uh, but definitely tip number one for just anybody in general, get started. Get and, started. And I think that's the biggest thing is getting started. And getting started, a commonly used phrase is correct. But getting started can be as simple as reading a book. It can be finding a mentor like yourself. It can be going out and dream building, just looking at that home or that mobile home that you want or whatever it is that you want. But building, building the, the passionate plan to follow and then making the commitment to it is a big yeah. part of any success. My Linda always says, I always bring my bride into this on every podcast because I still married way up. But the thing Linda always used to tell people that we worked with and still does, once you've made a decision, there are no more questions. You've decided to do it. Getting to that point is where you come in, Ronnie. I think helping people to get there, to stay on that path, you know, uh, it's funny, there's common challenges, there's setbacks in the journey, but how how do you recommend dealing with staying on the path? The commitment part of it, it's dedicating the time. It's literally making it a priority. Yeah. Um, I look at, you know, whether it be building your finances, whether it's real estate or business or anything, kind of like a muscle. And if you don't continuously use those muscles, you lose them right? You get weaker. And so it does require to carve out the time, whether it's in the morning or whether it's at night or at some point during the day, you've got to put in the work. These yeah. are exercises starts with here, right? And if you're not doing those exercises, well, you're going to get sidetracked. You're going to detour. You're probably going to lose your focus. You'll probably go back to your default mechanisms of whatever it is that you're already doing. Perhaps it's the nine to five. Yep. And so a lot of people come to us looking for change, but are so afraid of actually making that change. Uh -huh. Well, if you need to prioritize and time block and put it in the calendar, I'm doing this for the next two hours with no other distractions. Sometimes you got to eliminate yourself. Sometimes you got to isolate yourself. You know, this little vacation we're on is no kids. We had to get away. We needed to prioritize us. Right. Right. And the same thing with your business. It's just making that level of commitment understanding you kind of touched on it the goal what is the outcome that you're looking for what is it that you're trying to achieve or what is that destination and i always encourage people to really think outside the box shoot for the stars you know beyond their their own limiting beliefs and sort of dream a little bit bigger right because you shoot for the stars maybe you hit the moon and that's not bad you know um but yeah i think it's really important to just make sure it's part of every single day Yes, I agree with you. And and it is a commitment. I mean, years ago when we were building one of our businesses, I had a full-time job. 
So it, it wasn't nine to five. It was like seven till about seven. But yeah. then I get in the car and go build my life after that. We built someone else's business during the day. I got to build my what I wanted and what Linda wanted in the off hours. That's a decision that takes mentoring, that takes a plan. But the biggest thing is it takes a commitment and getting to the point of having a commitment is huge. Ronnie, you've yeah. learned how to balance your life. You have a blended family, as you said. I know you work hard. You bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. Or more importantly, you help people find their joy over time, and you're good at it. Tell me, what's what's a great way to work with you? There must be a way great. that people can work with you. Yeah, well, contacting me in an open discussion, and, and if something resonates, and if there's value here, if there's something that you know, I have to offer, but I like to go through a discovery with everybody first. I want to find out how I can help, right? I'm not here to make suggestions of this is what I can do. I'm here to say, if this is where you're struggling, maybe an outside perspective could help look in. Yeah. And whether that's your mindset, whether that's your body, whether that's your finances, sometimes just hearing it from someone else, right? You got um, it. You know, and, and asking the right questions, the right sort of discovery type of questions, Um People will discover quite a bit about themselves simply by answering those questions, right? So I like to look at it from that perspective. I like to look at it, how can I help? How can I serve? And if they don't know immediately, well, I have other probing questions that are going to help me identify what you're really looking for and what your goals really are, right? And a lot of them come down to time and money. A lot of them comes down to, you know, in fact, a lot of people say, you know, hey, I'm okay with the money I make, but I have no time because you're managing a business or because you're an employee and you're doing the nine to five or the seven to seven. And then, yeah, you got to hustle in the evening. If you want to get to the next level too, got you can't it. just keep doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. You got to make some sort of change. You got to roll up your sleeves, but that type of commitment and that level of determination pays off yeah. because the one thing that I had zero of prior to all this shifting was any passive income. Yes. I was always actively working, trading my time for money and struggling with time and money. So when I went to one of my first real estate workshops and I started hearing terms like residual income, passive income, creative financing, other people's money, I had looked at my own life and I said, I'm working, no kidding, 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah. 100% of those hours were towards my active income. Right. I have to get up out of bed, go to work, earn an income. If I don't get up, yep. well, not only do I not earn money, but because I have 15 employees who are going to screw around when I'm not there, I'm losing money if I don't get up out of bed. Right. Correct. So I looked at that and said that that has to change. I am not spending any time building passive income. Zero. So when you're already working 12, 14 hours a day, where do you find the time? And that's the challenge so many people have. Right. That's the barrier. That's the one thing that you have to get up earlier, go to bed later, make it happen. But it pays itself off because it's the passive income that is going to free up your time. Sure. So you build it now to live free for the rest of your life. Otherwise, you're in that hamster wheel going over and over, repeating the same process, expecting different results. It's never happening. Wishing, dreaming, hoping, praying. That doesn't work unless you make the commitment and take action. 
right? It's all about making the decision to do something different. Well, you can you can never get to the finish line if you don't get to the start line. And Absolutely, yeah. you have to do that. You know, it's interesting because on this podcast, we've talked about passive income, fixed rate, passive income, because I don't know how to fix a toilet. Worse than that, I'm not prepared to learn how. I don't know how to deal with tenants. I'm too soft. I would just fall in love with them. And by finding passive, as you said, passive income, I love to get up in the morning and there's no comment on any other way of making money, but I don't have to run to the TV and see what happened overnight because I just know that my money was making money for me while I was sleeping and while I was awake and it's still happening. And yeah, I'll tell you what I think people miss out on is coaching, mentoring to help them even get to the point where they realize that they have value. A few years ago, I heard a motivational speaker. I'll mention his name, Randy Taylor. I heard him speak at one of the real estate events. I called him up the next week. This was about 10 years ago. I called Randy up and I asked him if I could go to lunch with him. I was scared out of my mind to do it. I didn't know this guy. I drove to Toronto. We sat down. We had lunch. And I'll never forget, Ronnie. And I hope people will learn from this. I had no idea that my story had value. And he asked me a little bit about my story. And I told him a bit about my story. And he said, I hope you're on stage talking about that story. And then he went on to tell me, uh, and I've been interviewed by him and I've interviewed him. He'll be coming on to the show during the year. And I remember he said, Neil, you did the three most important things uh, I wanted to become a motivational speaker. And he said, first of all, you called up one of your favorite motivational speakers and you took him to lunch. So I never met a motivational speaker who didn't take another one to lunch. He said, by the way, I'm paying. I said, no, you're not. And I think I paid. Um, he also said, you had the guts to just ask me about what I do. But he said, the third thing was, you told me a bit about your story. Ronnie, what I've learned in, in this world is telling your story can be bragging. It may be distressing at times. It could be anything. But somebody's going to learn and grow from it. I learned from Les Brown. It's put me now on a course of change since 1995. And the value has been inexplicable. It's unbelievable what's happened, including meeting fine people like yourself. And I think sometimes just getting over our own ego, which could include actually thinking that we don't have value and getting up there and saying, I have value. I have the right to live my dreams. I wonder what I do next. And I think ladies and gentlemen, when you connect with someone like Ronnie Fisher, some of the great people, I don't think you realize Ronnie's reading a lot of great stuff. Reading is something that you do, obviously, Ronnie. And now uh, you're on stage and you're putting your own words to some of the great, great principles. And that was a start for me. And I, I hope, ladies and gentlemen, it will be for you. You know, Ronnie, I'm really excited to have you on today. I wonder if you can tell us how people might get in touch with you. We'll post that. Um, do you have a website or do you have a contact? Okay. Tell me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. My website's pretty simple. RonnieFisherConsulting.com. Okay. And it sort of has, it's got my bio on there. It's got some of the services and uh, it's a great way to connect with me. Phone number, contact. I use Facebook, whatever means. Um, you're welcome to share a phone number afterwards. If anybody is interested in continuing a conversation, 
I look forward to meeting anybody. Yep. And you can certainly contact Ronnie or you can just email uh, myself at yourgraymatterspod at gmail.com in the subject line. Just put Ronnie Fisher and we'll get a message over to Ronnie too. Ronnie, I want to thank you because I'm hoping that this won't be the last podcast. In fact, I'm hoping someday that you and I will end up on stage together talking to people and helping people because it, it, it brings joy to us, but it brings bigger joy to others. And that, that's a great thing. So Ronnie, thanks for coming on to Your Gray Matters. Please say hello to your family for me and uh, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Thank you so much, Neil. Appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Your Gray Matters podcast. The Your Gray Matters podcast was created by Neil Silbert and Jason Silbert, written and hosted by Neil Silbert, edited by me, Jason Silbert, and produced by Neil Silbert and Jason Silbert. Please follow us on any major podcast platform. Watch us on YouTube, like and subscribe, and email us at yourgraymatterspod at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. Thanks for listening. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the Your Gray Matters podcast. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. The Your Gray Matters podcast name and all forms and abbreviations are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product or service.